Well, we needed a country song with some balls in it, didn't we? <laughs> the groove, you know, the groove was whatever the groove was. What put the balls in it was the country girls that it talks about. That's what put it in there. Can we rock it just a little bit? She's country. I'm talking about Bridget Tatum. She's joining us today, and she's a singer, songwriter, and we are so privileged to have her. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now that we finally got on here. I know, right? You said it's hard to be human when we're trying to operate through all these apps, correct? So hard to be human <laughs> trying to be. You can't be you can't be human and a robot, so it's very difficult. Hey, so the song that we just heard a lot of people have heard this song sung by Jason Aldean, right? This song is from 2009, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And you are the co-writer. Is that, or are you the writer? Tell us. Give us the no, scoop. I'm the co- I'm, I am uh, literally one of those people that's blessed enough to be a co-writer with it, with a guy that's like a brother to me. A guy named Danny Myrick co-wrote that song with me. That is awesome. I I consider myself a storyteller and and I've been playing the piano my entire life, but you know what? Every time I sit down and try to write a song, that is a special talent, girl. Have you always well, tell us what what's your secret? It's Jesus. There is a <laughs> secret. Everybody can get a hold of it. But um for me, I mean, I just have always felt like songwriting as especially about as i've moved through nashville and learning more here and experiencing more songwriters and people that want to be songwriters or that are trying really hard it truly at the end of the day is a gift and it truly at the end of the day for me is a responsibility that i was given to make sure i treat it the right way so i don't have a secret other than uh, i do a lot of praying i do a lot of keep my hands off of it stay out of the way to make sure that i'm following the right path and mm-hmm. just do my best to be uh, to be the person walking around that gets to write the songs, but also to understand the responsibility and just being the vessel. That is awesome. That is awesome. My husband and I, we often talk about living lucky. Do you sometimes look back at your life and think, how have I been so blessed? Well, as a, as a kid, I didn't really have an understanding of it. I had a pretty, pretty rough home life situation and that's not woe is me. That made me who I am. And, and uh, made me be able to understand what blessings and gifts look like in my life. Um, I dealt with a, a father that had a lot of alcohol abuse going on. He was abusive. A mom that just didn't have a, you know, she was a young and raising a youngins and didn't kind of have a grip on how to be a mom yet. So I, I didn't really get to experience 
the mom and the dad thing growing up and I had a lot of responsibility placed on me to kind of raise my two brothers and myself. And so, um, actually a hundred percent found God early on. We had started in tent revivals and things and stuck with that my whole life. And what that ebb and flow looks like as a human being loving God back is, um, you know, you learn what human is eventually. Like we were just joking while ago about you can't, you can't be a robot and human. Um, there was a lot of perfection that was thrown on top of me as a kid. And I had that all through, uh, you know, my teenage years growing up and mm-hmm. I, and I kept on singing music and it was kind of the place that I could get everything out. But, uh, at the end of the day, you know, for me recognizing blessings, um, and I say this, I got to open up my eyes today, but, um, along behold, you know, somewhere in my early thirties, I opened my eyes up one day and I went, I just got to open my eyes up today. And it hit me sideways in that, um, and I'm, you know, we're kicking off with some spiritual stuff real quick, but um, let's get into you know, it. Well, I was talking to an atheist. One day. Well, I mean, and that's just me, but I was talking to an atheist one day was asking me about, you know, proving that God was real and all the things. And I said, tell me how you woke up today, because I can tell you how I woke up today because I have no power in that. And so even to the minute things of if I get to go to the store and buy a pair of socks that I just really love that make my feet feel good. Everything around me is because he gave it to me. And I just uh, have figured out, I feel like a pretty good way to not take anything for granted and see every single thing as blessing, not just writing hit songs or being on a stage, just every single thing that I get to do on a daily basis. Even the troubles are blessings because the other side of it. Yes, you are. Makes you who you're going to be. Yes, you are taking the words out of my life. I I'm a paraplegic, and I I say that sometimes the worst things that ever happened to you at the time, you think, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this? This is terrible. I can't imagine anything worse." And you look back at that, and you think, "Wow, this is exactly." what I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly the right people are coming into my path. This, I mean, it just puts you on a trajectory. It's almost like the magic is in the mess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. It's in that adversity. That's for my life. Yeah, I keep getting new messes. So I try to count myself. You said lucky. I was like living lucky. I'm gonna count myself lucky. I get new messes because out of that <laughs> comes the good stuff on the other side. Oh, that's great. So let's talk about your songwriting because it it looks like you've had. Not only this, I mean, the song that I just played is, of course, a, a hit song that everyone recognizes. But you've had you had a, a song in 2010 that the football, the ACC football made their official theme song loud, which that's a very, very rec- recognizable song. I've been listening to some of your other songs. Girl, you've got talent. What What is your what is your process like, what, what, how do you sit down and how do you go about this? Because at the beginning of COVID, my husband and I, Jason, we actually took songwriting lessons. We were like, we're going to do this. We're going to learn to write a song and it is not easy. So what is your process like? Hmm. Well, first I want to ask you why you thought it wasn't easy. Well, I'll tell you what, I love to write in a journal I love to tell stories 
And I love to play the piano. But there's something about sitting down at the piano and trying to put a story in a very succinct manner because a a song is a it's a condensed story it, it and it's catchy you have to come up with a a catchy hook a chorus a melody and i i don't know i i find that i make it sometimes more complicated than it needs to be because we're talking about the blessings and and my my theory is is you don't get to this spot on the map without traveling the road that you've traveled right mhm and that's huge for us and and the living lucky has those connotations of like finding the four leaf clover chasing a rainbow and all the all the the wonderful beautiful things in it but it's about really recognizing how beautiful the journey is and why the decisions that we've made and the people that have come into our lives and, and impacted us in specific ways have helped us get to the person that we are and the, and where we're destined to be in that path that God has made for us or, or that the universe is conspiring to, to make us great for. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Everything that's ever touched my life has turned it into what it's supposed to be. Um, I know that we all, like I said, have an ebb and flow with all of that relationship anyway. It's the it's <laughs> it's the best relationship that I have ever had in my entire life and it is very much the intangible tangible. Um, like, you know, Sai, you guys know that I work with Uncle Sai and he and I would sit down, have deep conversations about these things. But when I said that one day, I guess he took it back to Phil and he ended up preaching on that, but it's the truth. It's tangible it's the most tangible thing for us. And, and that we have the opportunity to have, but it's also the most intangible thing because you can't, you can't really touch it, but it touches you on a daily basis because what you're saying is it puts those things into your life and all of those things have been lined and appointed to shape you and to make you who you're going to be. So I totally agree with that because I, there's no way that I could do what I do or the things that have, uh, you know, the way life has kind of conducted itself on this roller coaster, if I didn't have people to help me grease the tracks up or move it or put me back on when I got off, you know, there's no way I could do this by myself. So absolutely, it's every, everything that touches you ends up making it part of the journey. Yeah, and I, I think that some people talk about it's a, it, that's, that's woo-woo science. Like it's, uh, they just, they don't believe it. And then it, it takes some years to figure it out. And I'm just, I'm Wood thankful. Science, science, you know, whatever they call it. <laughs> right. One of the problems is we keep trying to figure it out through science. Don't We don't got enough time for that. Right. Um, I'm figuring it out through prayer. Amen. Uh, science ain't going to show me what God has for me down the line. And, and I know that I'm saying this a lot. And usually people that are talking like this, it's like, oh, those people, blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to beat a Bible at anybody. I'm trying to give you, you know, just evidence of everything ties back into that. The the gift that I have, the voice that comes out of me, the way that my hands move on the strings. I don't know one single note, don't care to know it. Um, it was the class in college that I did the worst in because uh, I didn't understand why music had, I'm like, why has it got letters? Why has it got numbers? I don't even make any sense with what I hear because it <laughs> because it just happens. So, you know, everybody's different. And there's guys that can go in the studio and, Man, they want charts, and they get inspired by that. So I think it's all individual paths, but they can woo-woo it, juju it, whatever. Um, I wish that they would understand how to be loved by it and Amen. have that relationship because 
when I say that you're missing out, I'm not saying that in a, oh, I know so much, but I'm saying that in a, oh, I know so much. I know that you're missing out. I hate that people aren't going to have that possibly in their lives, or maybe they will. That's part of our jobs to pray for them and be able to talk. But, um, yeah, juju, woo-woo, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's a guy named Jesus, and, I mean, I'm literally looking at a picture right now. So <laughs> it's just that's, that's awesome. everything to me. It's not a bunch of talk. I live this every day. It's the, uh, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm not perfect. I'll also probably be the first one to talk to you about Jesus with tequila in the other hand, and I know all the cuss words. I'm just <laughs> well, that's real so life. Well, I just figured out if, if I just figured out a long time ago, like, wait a minute, he doesn't expect me to like, like morph into one of his angels. That's not the job here. My job is to be human and for me to get out of his way, but also let him correct me along the way. That's the things that shape us and, and actually make each individual have what they're supposed to have in their life as opposed to the next person beside them. I love it. So back, back, did I hear you say that you don't know notes and, and music? You just start putting your hands on the, the guitar. Is that what you just said when you were talking about I'm, your class in college? I mean, uh, so here's kind of what it was, you know, I had what was going on with home life and I'm, I had a grandmother that would go and, and walk yard sales and she had walked these yard sales and bought two guitars and I had a cousin um, one of them was like the better guitar and the other one was this wide neck kind of Yamaha classical deal. And we both wanted guitars, but she decided the boy needed the really good guitar because he would do something with it and I would not. This was my first uh, taste of really what the music business <laughs> was going to look like <laughs> later. So she gave me that guitar and I was so inspired by it. Um, I just want to make sounds on it. And we had uh, enough money that I could go and take two lessons and I did from a phenomenal guitar player. And he was like, well, what do you want me to teach you? And I said, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I want to, I want to play a song. And he goes, um, we got two lessons. I said, well, then I guess we, we better get busy with me learning that song. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was Stevie Nicks landslide. Oh, I and love I that. Stevie Nicks. I wasn't really raised around, you know, I, my parents didn't listen to a lot of Fleetwood Mac or, or anything. I have friends now that have educated me on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was the first thing I ever learned how to play. So that finger picking style stuck with me and everything grew. It was, it was built from that. And then being, you know, being in church and hearing sounds and kind of making just muted sounds on the guitar. Cause I'm a left-handed player. So, um, you know, I had a right-handed guitar. So I'm making muted, muted sounds on it until I finally learned, well, we can turn these strings around. And then you learn, Oh, well that ain't really supposed to be that way, <laughs> but you learn the song. And I think I just wanted to learn it so bad. And I had just such a passion for it that man, enough money for two, two lessons was enough for me to, keep on going, doing, chasing whatever it was I was supposed to chase. Wow. So when it comes to the actual writing of the lyrics, how do you go about doing that? What is your process there? Because you talked about having philosophical conversations. Do you write daily? What is your, what is your practice? No, not necessarily. And yes, that answer is yes and no. It just depends on what happens during the day or what happens during the night. Um, and I know everybody has this question, and I, and I feel like this is where you could sit down with many different artists and songwriters and never still get to the bottom of it, right? It's kind of like, where's Waldo? You right. cannot answer. And I think that's because the answer to it is we don't know either. I have no clue. I just know that, um, you know, you guys could say something inspirational or somebody could be telling a story, and, it, and it'd be something that they're trying to get off of their heart, and I 
hear it a different way as a songwriter and they give me their words to be able to to use them emotionally to put into a song that sometimes happens and sometimes you're sitting at a club and you got that one rowdy girl that you know she just ain't giving up she is just there she's there all night and and she's not going home and she's got everything comes out of her mouth is a song title (laughs) (laughs) she's the one that puts balls in the country song right (laughs) because of even maybe it's her energy maybe it's her friend's energy around them that that's things for me that are really inspirational to go you know if she was just saying I'm a buzz all night long. If somebody said something like that, I'd be like, this one is off the chain. And then if you've got another whole group of people around it, you know, I might start getting pictures of like Vegas or, uh, you know, a little dive bar that I know over here. Or maybe I remember somebody that was at a show that was front, you know, front of the stage when I played. I don't know what it's going to be, but somehow all of this floats around and then it comes together at that moment. And usually for me, it's, it's a title, it's, it's, but the melody, the music usually shows up at the same time because I feel like what happens to me, for me, mm-hmm. is I feel like the lyrics and the music want to date really bad. Like they are just trying to get to each other. And then that's where I come in like match.com and I go, guys, I've got y'all, let's get this together. And then I just get to kind of serve as that vessel that, now these lyrics date this melody. Swipe right. Each other their whole life. <laughs> right? So does that mean you, when you get that inspiration, you're busting out of clubs and you're busting out of wherever you are, even if it's church, and you're like, I got to find a pen. I got to do whatever I got to do to get this out. Well, we have these, you know, the amazing II generation. We have these iPhones. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Just, I mean, that's sarcastically. No, I get but, it. I mean, I'm, I'm usually like typing something in or I'll just go lay it down. Y'all go to the restroom or something, lay it down, or I'll step outside the door. Um, I don't really have a big discussion with people about it because I'm in that spot and I'm trying to just figure out what I need to get down or what I don't need to get down and throw it in there and then, you know, leave it and just and just get to it when it's supposed to be there. Maybe it's a writing session I'm in or maybe it's by myself. I don't know what that's going to look like later. Um, you know, there's certain writers. I get titles and I go, man. That is a uh, that is a Jeffrey Steele song waiting to happen. You mentioned you mentioned earlier that you there were two guitars and the good guitar went to the the boy and you had the, the right. other one. Tell us more about that. That's right. That's right. Um, so why you know Yamaha and then he ends up with like a this beautiful tailor. So guys are going to be more they're going to be more apt to play the guitar. We're chicks. We're supposed to like play the piano, which is a beautiful instrument. Or, uh, you know, the flute. I don't know. But, <laughs> my gosh, you're not really going to be on a guitar. You're, I mean, she's a girl. Have you found that there has been a lot of obstacles and rejection that you have had to overcome in this business? Absolutely. But I knew that going in. I always tended to be a kid that listened to people that had more wisdom than me and learned to accept the word no was okay because uh, no is what you're going to hear 85% of the time. And then you're going to have that other small percentage that, that the yeses are going to break through. But I also now I'm at a place with it and have been where regardless of my yeses or my nos, um, God's got my plan together. So I don't have to do the same thing that uh, Reva McIntyre is doing or do the same thing that a different, you know, Alyssa Moreno, another songwriter friend of mine, my path is, doesn't look like their path. Mm-hmm. So all of the yeses, all of the noes are the blessings. They work together simultaneously for the rights yes. to be there. Yes, that's so good. That's so good, Bridget. 
I can totally relate to that because I was a I was born in South Carolina and grew up in a small small town in, oh, in a boy. village of Florida, and um, nobody would ever think right of leaving. There. Was that? I said that's a Cadillac right that's there. Right. Yeah. That's right, South Cadillac right there. <laughs> It's, uh, and I grew up in Quincy, Florida, which is just a hole in the wall. And I've got a friend that two friends in Nashville. One of them is managing talent and one of them is actually or was singing. But you would never think somebody out of Quincy, Florida was going to make it big in Nashville. So it's uh, it's just been a pleasure talking to you today. I know you only have two minutes, Bridget. What's what's next for Bridget Tatum? Well, I mean, the answer to that's going to always be I don't know. <laughs> But, um, God willing, I mean, I what's I next? Hope, <laughs> I, hope, I hope what's next is I'm making, I hope I'm making music until my, I don't have any breath to do it anymore. I hope that, um, I hope that, yeah, we all won't hit songs, but I just hope I have the right songs. I hope I leave the right songs. I hope that that's around the corner. Um, you know, the, uh, on a personal level, people have talked to me a lot about making records and I thought all oh, that was kind of done for me. Um, but people have talked to me about it so much that I'm really paying attention to that in a, a new way going, okay, all right, God, am I supposed to make a record right now? Like what's happening? Because this kind of energies just keep moving around. So that's a possibility. And then on the flip side of that, more production. I love it. I want to eat it on a spoon. I never knew I would love it that much. I've been doing it for the past eight years. And as far as being in the room, being able to make the song babies, you know, that grow up and have their own life. It's a whole other world to be in that studio and actually be part of or be the leader, so to speak, to lead these people to bring this song to its life, to watch the breath actually be be literally blown into it right there. So production, I love finding the artist and other artists. Um, you know, I've had several people. Dave McElroy is right now. The single is out, Let It Flow. Uh, Ashley Cook is the the newest artist that's out on TikTok right now. She's doing extremely well, and her single "Jealous of the Sky" is one that we co-wrote. Um, you know, of course, the Uncle Sign, the Psychotics Project. I got to do the production on that, and that was a wild ride. And every bit of it is completely different. So, uh, I think production is really exciting for me, and the fact that I'm not always the artist, and I get to find that in somebody and feel like, okay, all the skills and all the things that I've gathered over the year that I've honed this craft, uh, let me go see what I can give somebody. So, um, and I'm that way. I just, I love to give. The world can be a big taker. And so as many givers as there can be is, is kind of what makes the world a better place. So I hope all of those things, uh, I just tend to pour 15 things on at one time and I just do them all. I mean, it just, <laughs> I, I love it. I love making music. I love, I love being able to, what I hope that I'm, I'm doing is, is saying the right things or running across the right people or helping them in a way they've never been before. So I hope there's a whole lot more of that around the corner. Well, Bridget, thank you, because I know that your words spoke to me. It, the From the first two minutes that you were on with us, I felt like there was some sort of energy. And when you said earlier that you wanted to be the vessel, I felt like I felt like someone was talking through you. So thank you so much for joining us. I know, I know that I want to respect your time. So thanks again, Bridget Tatum. I'm going to, I'm going to close out with another one of your songs, if that's okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks Bridget. Oh, one last thing. You have, you have one lyric in this song that Jason and I have been arguing about. You say Kansas princess, 
crazy mother trucker undercover lover. I'm a Kansas girl, and I feel like that lyric in particular is talking about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Bridget. Have a good day. You too.